Hey everyone, welcome back to Star's Opinion, the Christian Perspective. This is the podcast. If you are here from YouTube, welcome. If you are not here from YouTube, I will leave my link below to my YouTube channel, which is Star's Conversations. And that's where we will have conversations about biblical principles. So do not forget to like, comment, and subscribe. So today I want to talk about a few things i'm going to name this podcast basically um half-hearted relationships and two things i wanted to discuss the viral video of the pastor who said he had experienced hell and god's message to him and then also um my time and my studying um of second kings and chapter 13 so first i am going to go ahead and play the clip that the pastor said of his experience in hell and um what that was like and then i'll come back with the second part of my commentary and also um what god has revealed to me reading second kings okay so go ahead and take a listen Oh, is it true that you saw hell? Oh, yes, uh, absolutely. I saw the real hell. I was there. And I wouldn't wish that upon my worst enemy. I don't care what a person has done to me. I would never wish that on them. Um, but for me, the way it went is that I thought that I was having a heart attack. And uh, I physically, my, my spirit left my physical body. And I thought that I was going upward because uh, I had, thought I had done so much good in this lifetime and helped so many people and made so many decisions that were godly decisions but um as opposed to me going up i went down and i went literally into literally into the center of the earth and that that's where hell is jesus even said that in the scriptures he says uh just as jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of a well so shall the son of man be three days and three nights in the belly of the earth uh which is what where hell is um the things that i saw were literally undescribable and just brings me makes me emotional every time i talk about it but uh, it was uh, one of the one of the things that I saw that just blew me away was there's a man on on all fours like a dog. He was burned from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet, and his eyes were bulging out. And what was worse than that is that he had a chain around his neck, so he was like a dog in hell. And what was even worse than that is that who was holding the chain? It, it was a demon holding the chain. And I knew because there things are not. They're not said, they're known. You just, it's like a telepathic communication. Um, I knew that this demon was sent in this man's life to ride him from his childhood until the time that he died because the demon knew that if I could stay in his life long enough on the earth, if I can keep getting him to not serve God and to make bad decisions on the earth, then I'll have power over him in hell and he'll be a slave to me. So it's like twice a slave. It's like you're a slave on the earth to the things of the devil and then in hell you're you're really like a tormented dog slave uh so and then there was another part that i experienced that just blew me away i just i'm it still baffles me to this day if there was a section in hell where music was playing and it was the same music that we hear on the earth but as opposed to uh entertainers singing it uh the music demons were singing it and it was some of the same lyrics that we hear here um, and then again, things like I said, they're, they're not things are not telepathically. They're te things are telepathically known there. I knew that on Earth, 
a lot of the lyrics and the music and the songs are inspired by demons. So sometimes when people smoke to get high and, and to, to get lyrics and to get verses and, and rappers and all those things. So in a lot of music, people actually smoke to get high, to get verses and to get bars and to be hot and to be fresh and uh, to get that, that swag. But when they open themselves up uh, to a false high, it's like illegal access into the spirit realm. They actually come in contact with demons who give them lyrics for the purpose of controlling people on the earth. So uh, there, see here, music is for like to get over a breakup. Don't worry, be happy. I busted windows out your car or uh, uh, under my umbrella or whatever. Uh, there, every lyric to every song is to torment you as to the fact that you didn't worship God through music when you were on the earth. So it's like, you know, you had a chance to worship him in church and worship him at home and worship him through music. But you chose to uh, worship Satan by repeating the lyrics that he inspired to come into the earth. So uh, there's people there for that because music is very controlling. And um, uh, I was so I was angry with, with God because it's like, how, how did I do this much good? And and I'm actually um, I'm actually in hell. Well, uh, I lifted up out of hell. And I came back on the earth and God began to speak to me. I actually saw the real Jesus. I saw him and he began to speak to me. And he said that he said, you have been secretly upset with the people that hurt you. Um, you have been hoping that I would punish the people that hurt you. He said, these are not your people. These are my people. He says, I only want you to focus on the assignment that I'm giving you because I want to do something through you that the world hasn't seen. Uh, and so. The root of it is that although I did good, I gave a lot to people. I, I, I did a whole lot of good things. The thing that I had in my heart was unforgiveness towards people who had did me wrong. Because a person that can't forgive is a person that's forgotten how much they have been forgiven of. So uh, that's my experience with hell. Hell is a real place. And I don't believe that God, God doesn't send people to hell. People send themselves to hell. And whatever's still left inside of you that God has been trying to get out of you that you you die with, that's going to determine where you go. God's going to want to know, did you learn to love well? Did you learn to forgive well? Did you serve me well? Did you do something greater than your life? Did you do anything that has eternal significance or is everything selfish? So I thank God for the light. It was Jesus because because of that light, I won't see any more days in hell. All right. So. Um, he gave his account of his experience. Um, he had a heart attack in 2016 and pretty much um, God took him to hell because of his unforgiveness and also just to um, pretty much give him a message for the masses that um, for the masses um, of the world so we can be warned and repent and follow God. And I believe it's right in step into what um, God has revealed to me in second Kings is, you know, we have half hearted relationships with God. He expressed in the video that even though he was doing these good deeds, that he had unforgiveness in his heart. So it wasn't just enough to, um, do good deeds or believe that there is a God, but he had unforgiveness. So I always like to back up 
whatever anyone says with the word of God, I go to my Bible and I read. And one of the things that he said is that because even though he was doing all these good deeds or doing all these good works, he had unforgiveness for people in his heart and he did not forgive them. So if we read the Lord's Prayer, which is in Matthew chapter 6, but we're going to go down to um, verse 14 more specifically. It says, if you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your father will your father would not forgive your sin. So that's pretty much what he said is that he had unforgiveness and he didn't forgive those who sinned against him. So God didn't forgive him and him being a pastor at that, he is held to a higher standard and um, uh, morale because he is essentially leading um, God's flock to worship God in spirit and in truth. So for him to not be able to forgive those who have um, hurt him, God was like, well, I'm not going to forgive you of your sin. So, but, but because God loved us so much and he's so gracious and he's um, kind and he's long suffering, he knew that this was the way for him to be able to bring this pastor to realization like hey I love you and I know that you're trying to serve me with all your heart but you must do one of my most important commands and that is to forgive those who sin against you so I can forgive you and he had to um, let this pastor experience hell to um, really come to grips with that and also the pastor said that um you know, a lot of people say that they know God or they love God, and but they're not doing the things that God wants them to do. They're not listening to godly music. They're not doing or serving God the way God wants them to serve God. The Bible says that we must do the will of the Father to inherit the kingdom of heaven. And that we should seek God with all of our heart, all of our mind, and all of our souls. And that we should love God with all of our mind and all of our hearts and all of our souls. So um, that is the greatest commandment is to love God with all of your heart. So if we have these half-hearted relationships with God, we are only doing a disadvantage to ourselves. And we are um, damning ourselves to essentially eternal death because we are not completely and totally committed to serving God the way that he should and needs to be um, respected and the way that he should be served. If we claim that we love God, that we know that God is real and we know that he exists, but our lifestyle does not show that. So I was in the book of Second Kings chapter 13 and I'm going to go ahead and read that. It's about the king um, Jehoash. And if you read through the books of um, second Kings or the chapters, I should say that, you know, that Jehoaz was not as consistent or persistent in his walk with Christ and oh, not with Christ, but with God, you know, um, God is in Christ, but at this point with God and what I 
came to the realization is that, you know, in this year, as you guys um, listened to my previous podcast, is that the Lord had told me that this is the year of consistency and growth. You know, growing in that consistency. And Jehoash, he did not live consistently. He was inconsistent. He wasn't persistent. Even though he saw the path of God, of what God wanted him to do through the prophet Elijah, he, Elisha, I'm sorry, um, he was just not consistent in that. He respected God. He acknowledged God for who he was, but he just was not consistent. So I'm going to go ahead and read Second um, Kings chapter 13. And then we're going to go ahead and read it. I'm going to start from verse 15. Elisha told him, get a bow and some arrows. And the king did as he was told. Elijah told him, put your hand on the bow. And Elijah laid his hands on the king's hands. He commanded, open the eastern window, and he opened it. Then he said, shoot. So he shot an arrow. Elijah proclaimed, this is the Lord's arrow and a arrow of victory over Aram. For you will completely conquer the Arameans at Aphek. Then he said, now pick up the other arrows and strike them against the ground. So the king picked them up and struck the ground three times. But the man of God was angry with him. You should have struck the ground five or six times, he exclaimed. Then you will have beaten Aram until it was entirely destroyed. Now you will be victorious only three times. So the prophet had told the king, Jehoaz, to like, look, you know, this is the arrow of victory. God has proclaimed that you are going to be victorious over these people. And when he told him to pick up the other arrows and shoot, and he only shot three times, I'm going to assume or imagine that he had more than three arrows, but he just decided to stop at three. So that's why the prophet was mad. And how many times did God tell us to do something and we do it pretty much just halfway or, you know, we think, oh, that's just good enough. But God, you know, God tell us to go 10 miles, but we only go five miles. And we start to get a little glimpse of the glory that um, God is allowing us to have through him. And we decide, decide, oh, that's just enough. You know, we're not being consistent. We're not being persistent in what God has commanded us to do. So that's why the prophet was mad at him. I mean, it's all day long we can say out of our mouth and we can give lip service that we respect and we honor God. But if we're not serving him, what does that mean? You know, how many times have we stopped stop at stop short at the glory that God has promised us because we didn't go all the way? And then we um have stopped and we should have just pressed on and we say, Well, that's not going to hurt me and we can tolerate evil and then we allow that evil to rise up and destroy us. 
you know, half-hearted efforts do not bring victory over the enemy. And as that pastor said, that he was doing his good deeds. He was preaching the word of God, but he was not forgiving those people who had sinned against him. So that means that he couldn't love them the way Christ wanted him to love them. He didn't forgive them. So his heavenly father didn't forgive him because he didn't forgive those people who did him wrong. And then, you know, we can acknowledge God, but if we don't serve him, none of the acknowledgement, it doesn't mean anything. You know, it doesn't count. It's really only a indictment against you. It's, uh, it's like evidence against you that, okay, you know who God is. You know how powerful he is, but you refuse to commit yourself completely to him. Like we have to commit ourselves completely and wholly to God to be able to be in right standing with God, you know, and I would like to read um, Luke chapter 12 verses 47. Um, it says a servant who knows what the master wants, but isn't prepared and doesn't carry out those instructions will be severely punished. But someone who does not know and then does something wrong will be punished only lightly. When someone has been given much, much will be required in return. And when someone has been entrusted with much, even more will be required. So in case of that pastor, you know, he has been given much. So, you know, much was required of him. And for him to be a pastor... And hold unforgiveness in his heart. God's grace was through that heart attack to take him to the place of hell to show him like, this is what my word says. And if you don't let go of that unforgiveness in your heart, I can't forgive you of your sins, no matter how many good deeds that you do. So you know, that goes for us as well, just not for the pastor, but it goes for us as well that we have to be able to serve God completely and wholly. You know, we can't just say that we want to um, love God and serve God and serve people, but then turn around and not forgive those who have done us wrong because God has forgiven us. God has um made a way where we can be in right standing with him so how can we not extend that grace to people who have done us wrong you know let God deal with that person but as for me or as for believers and Christians forgive that person love that person you know God is going to reward you for keeping his commands and loving people the way that he wants you to love them. He wants you to be an example of who he is. Remember, God is love. So if we forgive those who have wronged us, and if we need help, if we need help to forgive those people who have deeply wronged us or who have deliberately hurt us, then we can go to the father and ask him to help us forgive this person because the way they hurt me was so bad, it's hard for me to forgive. Be honest with God, you know, and admiration and respect is not enough for God 
to say, okay, you're in right standing if it means that we are not serving or committed to God. That's what counts. Are we serving God with our whole hearts? Are we committed to um are we committed to his ways in the way that he wants us to go? A lot of people, again, like they, like I said, they like to say, I know God, I love God, I know he's real, God is, you know, X, Y, and Z, but it's all just a lip service. You know, James chapter 2 even says that. So let's go to James chapter 2. Um, James, James chapter two, verses 19, you say you have faith for you believe that there is one God good for you. Even the demons believe this and they tremble in terror. How foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? So it's not enough for us just to give lip service and say that we know that God is real or we know that there's one God because even the demons believe that. So what does it what does it mean just to say that you believe that God is real but you don't act like or live like God is real? You not you're not loving people the way God wants you to love people. You're not forgiving people the way God wants you to forgive people. What does it mean? What all does what does it all mean if you are not actually fully committed to do what God says. And that's that was the issue with Jehoash. He was inconsistent. He respected and he um acknowledged God, but he wasn't consistent in his walk, which is why the prophet was so upset with him and said, Why did you only hit it three times? You could have hit it five or six times and you would have completely destroyed your enemy. But because you only did it three times, you only believe God for a little bit. Or you only believe God until you thought it was enough. You're you're only going to win over them or have victory over them three times when you could have complete victory over them. For us to have complete victory in this walk of Christ, we must be committed to God completely and wholeheartedly. We don't want to have a half-hearted relationship, even in our personal lives with, in, when it comes into relations with each other. Do you want to be with someone who is half-hearted, half-heartedly with you? You want that person, whether it's a romantic relationship or whether it is a friendship, you want them, their hearts to be completely unto you and God is saying the same thing he wants our hearts to be completely unto him he doesn't want a half-hearted relationship because again even in our personal relationship whether romantic or whether platonic you know if a person tells people oh yes they're you know they admire us and they respect us or they say that they respect us but then behind closed doors or their actions say something else that doesn't mean anything because it's just lip service and God is saying that don't just give me lip service but give me your hearts give me your commitment give me your consistency and in that consistency you can grow so our half-hearted efforts would never bring total victory in our lives 
And this is why sometimes, not all the times, but sometimes that we go through these life trials and we don't have complete victory because we have half-hearted relationships and half-hearted faith when it comes to believing and trusting God at his will. And remember, the Bible tells us to acknowledge God in all of our ways and he will make our path straight. So I have a question and you guys can leave it in the comments if you're here on YouTube. But do you see yourself in Jehoash? Have you surrendered your life completely to God? How many arrows have you shot? Or are you stopping at three? Or are you going to go all the way? So let me know what you guys think in the comments. Again, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for liking. Thank you for commenting on my podcast. And I will see you all later. Bye.